Hello, and welcome to CART. Thanks for tuning in. You are currently listening to season six of the podcast. If you are just now jumping into listening, allow us to introduce ourselves. What was once a few friends in a parent's home kitchen has morphed into a full-fledged community. Sustain is a nonprofit made up of coffee enthusiasts, and it exists to promote higher quality coffee by educating on better brewing practices, advocating for sustainability practices within the coffee supply chain, and providing resources to the community that serves those purposes. The podcast you are currently listening to is but a slice of all that we do. We teach public workshops, do weekly pop-ups, and aim to instill the same passion for coffee in all those we interact with. If you want to stay in the loop of all of these things and more, please visit our website at 901sustainedcoffee.com and follow us on Instagram at 901sustainedcoffee. We are a nonprofit and rely on our community to operate. Please consider supporting us on Patreon to do so and get some great perks in return. Support tiers start as low as $5.25. That's cheaper than your iced oat latte. Now, on to the show. Today we are enjoying a very special, high-scoring coffee roasted by our friends at Ravenous Roasters. It's a natural Ethiopia Guji with the loveliest fruity taste, yet a rich, umami-like body. This coffee is moving fast, so be sure to come by on Sundays at Boycott Coffee to come try some. We've been brewing this coffee in all sorts of ways, but have primarily landed on long brews using the V60, with a lower ratio of around 1 to 14.5, using a dosage of 17 grams. Which reminds us, we have an event coming up. On February 10th, we'll be hanging out with the folks at Coffee Central at their South Haven location. We'll be introducing Ravenous Roasters to their shop. Join us for a coffee tasting where we will have over six coffees from various regions and other roasters to try. Bring your significant other, best friend, mom, neighbor, or grandma to this engaging night of coffee tasting. Spots are filling up quickly though, so please snag your ticket ASAP. Go to coffeeislove.eventbrite.com to purchase tickets. The link will also be provided in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Season 6, Episode 3. Historically different, but systematically the same. For the ending of last week's episode, we stated, quote, Join us next week as we finish out a conversation of the 17th century and begin dipping our toes into other beverages on the rise at this time. Tea. While the original intention of today's episode, although it's being aired late, was to begin speaking about tea and the British Empire, we've decided to change direction slightly. When we think of coffee houses, as they used to be called, our modern-day cafes are quite different. They're different in their goals, intentions, and people groups they include. It is hard to imagine a cafe today that is not a hotbed of patrons hunched over their laptops, studying, working, or collaborating. 
While the inner happenings include the scenery, menu offerings, location, and character of cafes look much different from the coffee houses of old, there are many things that are systematically the same. Think of the concept of collaborating. This can be witnessed still in cafes today. And in many ways, this has excelled and could be even more impactful to society at large with modern technology. These sorts of idea exchanges were and still are done while consuming coffee. We have spent the past two episodes covering largely London, but we wanted to end this late 17th century section by moving over to France. We see the financial revolution starting up during this time. But it was the 18th century when France would be having their own sort of development, Enlightenment, where Isaac Newton carried forth scientific rationalism. It would be Francois-Marie Aurette de Voltaire who carried these ideas into social and political arenas. Voltaire would put politically opposed ideologies in written form in their book, Lettres Philosophies. In this book, detailed views are shared that contrasted the French government structure unfavorably with that of a rather over-embellished description and favoring the English system. The French government squashed this work immediately by banning the published book. Similar fates would other French writers face during this period. Most notably, the work by Denis Diderot and Jean Liron de la Marthe, titled Encyclopédie. This work largely summed up all the concepts of those who were part of the Enlightenment. As stated in the book titled A History of the World in Six Classes by Tom Standage, quote, It, Enlightenment, promoted a rational, secular view of the world founded on scientific determinism, denounced ecclesiastical and legal abuses of power, and infuriated the religious authorities who successfully lobbied for it, too, end quote. This is where we begin to see the coffee houses of London versus those of Paris. Yet, just as London's coffee houses were places of meeting and exchange of information by intellectuals, as was stated last week, different shops were patronized by different points of interest, being true in Paris as well. Let's highlight some of the popular coffee houses and their type of visitors in Paris, as we did last week for London. So here's some cafes and their frequent patrons. Café Procope was frequented by scientific members. Café Anglais was by actors. Café Alexandra was by musicians. Café de Arms was army officers. And Café de Avulege was a brothel at night. While there were cafes that had their target audience, so to speak, the French cafes were open to all, not just members of the Ristocardi. This included women. This sort of open mixture of people groups and cafes would bring to life the egalitarian society the Enlightenment thinkers aspire to be. Despite the Enlightenment thinkers flourishing more and more by the day, these French people were not so free to speak in the same manner as a Londoner would. In London, these public meeting places were home to utterly unbridled, uncensored, passionate political conversation. There were even London coffee houses that were considered varying political parties' headquarter locations. Sure, the intellectuals in France used these public places to gather, but their freedom of speech was limited. 
In place of uncensored conversations allowed would be scraps of paper passed around holding all the gossip, government disgust, and general important pieces of news for these partisans. Still, these papers had to be passed around with great caution, as there were spies in the crowds who worked for the government. Those who spoke out and were caught could be imprisoned, and there were hundreds of reports from these spies reporting on various gossip and other trivial information. This was literally police playing tattletale on smack talk, dissent, and gossip. You may be wondering, this is not so similar to today whatsoever. Why should we be drawing this parallel? Hold tight, we'll get there. We see French cafes being a stark paradox in that despite the Enlightenment's progress in intellectual endeavors, there were hindrances still being made by the ancient regime. A mere 2% of the population, made up of aristocracy and clergy, were exempt from taxes. Meanwhile, the hardship of taxation fell on the remaining population. Again, in the same book titled A History of World in Glasses, in the chapter titled Coffee in the Age of Region, it stated plainly like this, quote, In coffee houses, the contrast between radical new ideas about how the world might be and how it actually was became most apparent. This was where we see a systematic similarity between coffee houses of old and new. There is a representation of dreams of a better society that is always festering in these kind of establishments. While the dreams of a better, different society that exist in cafe conversation today may differ from those of the 17th and 18th centuries, the emotion is strikingly similar. Let's continue to look at another moment in history that festered inside and around a cafe. In mid-1789, France was struggling with the financial burden of supporting America in the Revolutionary War, and coffee houses were seething with revolutionaries of the time. The French would literally have their entrance into the Revolutionary War by way of a cafe. With orators standing on chairs and tables, violence against the government was rising. When the king fired his finance minister, Jacques Necker, a trusted government official by the people, over confusion during the Assembly of Notables, tensions rose. It would be a Café de Foy where Camille Desmoyens set the French Revolution in motion. As crowds gathered and fear grew that the army would soon kill them all, Desmoyens mounted a table and shouted, To arms, citizens, to arms! Thus enters pandemonium, and the French enter the Revolutionary War. This was all sparked by the demissal of a trusted politician, giving the citizens reason to panic more than ever. When we think of coffee houses, as they used to be called, our modern day cafes are quite different. They are different in their goals, intentions, and people groups that they include. It is hard to imagine a cafe today that is not a hotbed of patrons hunched over their laptops studying, working, or collaborating. Yet, there are many things that are systematically the same. While, hopefully, we're not using them as platforms for chaos and descent into revolutionary scare war, cafes still facilitate the exchange of ideas and information all over the beloved beverage of coffee. Join us next week where we will continue to explore the history of coffee and its extensive pedigree. Until next time.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of CART. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to keep the show and the sustained team going, please consider supporting us on Patreon. This is an excellent way to keep the show free of ads, keep us motivated, and not to forget, it gives you some great perks. Support tiers start as low as $5.25. Head on over to patreon.com slash 901sustaincoffee to get started. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 901sustaincoffee and check us out on YouTube by searching Sustain Coffee. All of these things can be found by just clicking the links provided in the show notes. Thank you for all your support. Until next time.